Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You damn right. Hope you're having a good Tuesday as we get the week going, getting into the body of the week, and there's basketball and baseball. If you're a Longhorn fan, we got some other stuff to get into if you're a Longhorn fan today. College football and the future of college football. Uh, We will get you a full preview of Texas and Iowa State. I'd forgotten how weird the game in Ames was. We'll get to that. We'll get Zay's thoughts on this matchup as Texas tries to stay in the first place discussion. Kansas certainly played their part last night. The Right Call segment is coming up at 12.30. It's Chad and Zay on this Tuesday. I'm Chad Hastings, joined once again by Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? Chad, what up, man? Happy Tuesday, everybody. How you doing? Man, I'm good. I'm good. You got to see a little... High school basketball playoff action last night. We're going to get into that. Um, Also, quick shout-out to my wife. Today's the anniversary of the day we met. Nice. 24 years ago today, it all changed. You never know. Knock on a door, door opens up. The person that answers it just never goes away. Love's a beautiful thing. It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. So, you got to keep tabs on the day y'all met. I don't. I just do. You just do. Make, it's one of the things I'll keep up because I'm not going to be the guy that I, I just I can't afford to shower with gifts. Can't do that. So I've got to just remember little details. I'm kind of an OCD guy, so I'll remember little things like that. I'll remember a day we met. When did we start dating? In our business, I'll remember like when did a show start and all that. Like I know that we started like as a show together right there in what was it? It'd be September. Like the end or middle? It was like September. What was that? Twelfth, I think maybe it was. I have no idea. Somewhere That's around. A damn shame I don't. Somewhere around there in 2022. So uh, and we just passed the anniversary of Ball Don't Lie. They got together on February 7th. Uh, so yeah, I'll remember little things like that. She does not require it though, which is another reason why she's great for me. I just get bonus points for all that. Okay. She doesn't require me to do it. She doesn't ask me to do it, and she doesn't like play the little game of he's got to get me this present or he's got to pay this money. She doesn't do any of that stuff. See, that's interesting because my wife, she doesn't keep tabs. I mean, she does keep tabs, but she doesn't care if I do. But she'll also question me randomly Ooh, yeah, just to see and laugh. And what I say and see if what I remember and what I say. And Where did we meet? It was at the pool. Yeah. It was actually in a desert. You're way off. Yeah. yeah. What show was on? It was France. No, it was Seinfeld. I'm like, ah, come on. Another thing my wife does that I make fun of her in the moment for doing, but then later it actually ends up being cool, is she's on Facebook so much that two and three and five and seven and ten years later, 
she'll remind me of something, and it's kind of cool. She'll go, hey, five years ago today we were doing this. Hey, six years ago today we were here. Hey, eight years ago today we were at that restaurant. Remember that night when blah, 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 blah. Right. And I'll go, oh, okay. So she's kind of keeping me maybe from entering that you know, dementia, Alzheimer's door sooner. Like maybe that's mm, going to help Get yeah. keep, the, keep the brain active. Right. Right. That's kind of what it is. So shout out to my wife 24 years ago today. Shout out to any of you who might be going on a first date tonight. Never know. Never know. You could also just hate each other and never speak again and keep swiping. I mean, that's what the kids are doing these days. Obviously, they've been listening to you if they're going on the first date after Valentine's Day. Hey, hey smart, smart right. move. <laughs> smart move. Smart move. We had our listeners last week telling us that when it's uh, during the week, they always wait till the weekend because they get all the discounts. Discounted candy, discounted flowers. The restaurants are back to kind of normal, and they're not going to be, you know, running the prices up for everything. Yeah. It's perfect. It's smart. It's very smart. Very smart. Also, uh, we should, I guess, say Happy Fat Tuesday today. For those of you into such things, Fat Tuesday and Mardi Gras, it is that time of year. That's why Ball Don't Lie is going to be down in Buda today at Mudbugs. I hear great things. Get out there, meet the fellas, hang out, celebrate Mardi Gras and a little Fat Tuesday action. Aaron Hogan may be dropping by as well because, you know, it's a place down in that neck of the woods that serves alcohol. So Aaron's going to be walking in. I mean, come on. E. Hogan's there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he likes to enjoy himself. That's his neck of the woods, too. So I know he, I've know he. i heard him talk about that place. So those guys will be out there this afternoon at 3, so make sure to check them out. Um, Zay, before we get into college football, I have a weird college basketball question for you and other Longhorn fans. All right. Tonight, it's Tennessee at A&M. Do you have any feelings or none at all. I'd like Longhorn fans to tell me what they're feeling today. Specs text line 337-3776. What feelings, if any, do you have about that game? Uh, not much. I don't think Tennessee is as big a factor as they were when the Horns faced them on that big college game day Saturday a few weeks ago. They've lost four of their last six, and a lot of that's due to injury. They don't have Julian Phillips, and they don't have Josiah Jordan-James. They just lost to Kentucky, so you know, they're they're not going to be fighting for that top seed like they were when they played the Horns on that Saturday fighting against the Alabamas. You know, Alabama's most likely going to win the SEC and probably get that number one seed. But, yeah, I'm more nervous of Kansas right now with what Kansas did last night against TCU. What a performance. I told you all last week and you, Chad, Kevin McCuller coming along and figuring out what Bill Self and this Kansas Jayhawk team needs of him is huge to their success because Dewan Harris, he had so much put on him early in the season. And when they went on that three-game losing streak, Dewan Harris wasn't good, the point guard for the Jayhawks. So Kevin McCuller coming back from Texas Tech during his days with Coach Beard and Mark Adams, he played a lot of point. And Bill Self starting to figure that out. Okay, I could get the ball out of Dewan Harris' hands sometimes, and Dewan Harris could be really good for us defensively and not have to exert all that energy offensively and put the ball in Kevin McCullers' hands at times, and he could orchestrate our offense and get buckets because people are worried about Jalen Wilson averaging 20 a game, Grady Dick being the top lottery pick mock draft guy that he is now. So when you're focusing on those two guys and you got Dewan Harris creating for everybody, we know K.J. Adams is their kind of glue guy, energy bunny type dude. Then Kevin McCuller is kind of the afterthought. And he could hoop. 
He can really hoop, and yeah. he's a really good defender. He's long, and when he asserts himself offensively like he did last night against TCU, you see the best of Kansas, which that's how they are once this time of the season comes around. The end of February, beginning of March, Bill Self's teams start to play, and the Horns being a half game back, winning the rest of the games out to get that number one seed. It's huge, but, again, this is the Big 12. These next four games are brutal, starting with Iowa State tonight. Um, So, in the end, Tennessee has slipped enough for you. You're not worried about getting them a loss. Some fans have already responded. Uh, This says, always root for Longhorns scheduled opponents to win, not playing Texas. Somebody points out, Tennessee helps Texas RPI. Yes. So since That's you already true. since you that played them, true. then it would maybe look better. So uh, you could have that. This says if I was an Aggie fan, my feeling would be the backside of a sheep. Well, see, that's just rude. That's just rude. <laughs> this says not at all. I'll feel it when we go to the SEC. Okay, that's interesting. When it's an SEC game and you're in that conference, maybe there'll be a little more reason uh, to look into that game. I also wonder: Are there going to be any of my people, any of the Aggie faithful, that will get so hammered? tonight they'll stumble into the arena see rick barnes and the shade of orange and think that they're playing texas is that is that at all possible and like start making fun of the, you know that's the wrong color yeah. y'all packed the wrong color <laughs> tennessee or texas has more letters than i thought they had what what's that checkerboard thing for <laughs> It would be very aggy if y'all did that. I would not be surprised. There's somebody dumb enough to go up there and think that. Well, I, I know one thing. There will be a lot of Aggies that will show up with the upside-down Longhorn. And that will look extra bad on TV. If somebody sees it and doesn't know that they just do it all the time, they'll see that upside-down Longhorn and think, oh, my God, they think it's Texas. They, are, they don't know. It's like, no, no, they just do it every game. One of the worst things in all the college sports, opposing teams that aren't playing Texas – doing the horns down and there's tons of them now it's a joke y'all are like i don't even know how to properly compliment you for the space you're occupying in everybody else's head oh rent free because it is not just the sooners and the aggies if it was we could compartmentalize it discuss it and move on it's everybody yeah it's everybody it's when i mean just it Two teams that have LSU playing like Auburn in football, and there's people with upside-down Longhorns in the stands. Oh, you see in the MAC on Tuesdays, somebody it's... playing Miami, Ohio, and there's some random jabroni doing the horns now, and you're like, what you doing? Like, why? What's yeah. the point? Yeah, you can say a lot of things about Longhorns. You can't say they don't matter to other fan bases because they do matter to other fan bases, uh, good or bad. So Tennessee and A&M is a part of tonight, but obviously Texas and Iowa State, the big focus around here over at the Moody Center. We're going to get into that matchup. Zay already mentioned Kansas a little bit, and they did look good last night. They look like a dangerous version. That, this dude's self, man. That type that type of team, Zay. A few years ago, there was discussion around Bill Self that he's maybe not going to be able – is he ever going to really be able to, to get over the hump and get it done and all those kind of things and now – and consistently be there and make runs in the tournament and all that. And, yeah, that, that team from last year is – it's a very different team from last year, but they have the feeling of a team that could certainly go back-to-back. Back. Yeah, they got their main five. But they just have random guys step up. We saw that when the Horns were at Allen Fieldhouse. Joseph Yesufu played four minutes last night, Chad. Four minutes. He gave the Horns like 15 points. Huge points. Dunking the ball and stuff. Looking in the crowd. Bumping his chest and whatnot. 
huge momentum swing. And that's just Coach Self. Each game is different. Each game, the game plan's different. And the strategy, he just figures it out. And he always has a good staff with him. And he realizes his team in November and December are going to look completely different once February and March come around. It happens every mm-hmm. single year. And that's why he's a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah, Texas and Kansas will obviously end the season. It might be for first place. We will see. But Kansas certainly uh, held serve, if you will, last night. So we'll talk about basketball. We'll also talk football today because I want to know if you are a Longhorn fan, heck, if you're an Aggie fan, really whoever you root for in college football. If you love college football, who's your team and what are you concerned about next for uh, realignment? Because there's discussion going on right now. We're kind of waiting on the Pac-12 side of things. And we're going to talk about this article today. Heard the guys talking about it earlier today. But Pete thamel has got a great article out on ESPN going through kind of where we are. And in the next little while, Zay, the Pac-12 may be able to announce a TV deal. And it could be really important in terms of you know what's moving forward. So for you as a Longhorn fan, you now know that not only are you going to be in the SEC, but you're going to be there. You know the time. You know that it's 2024. Got to figure out divisions and who you're going to play and all that. But you know kind of where you're going to be in a couple years. So for you as a Longhorn fan, but also college football fan, what are you looking out for? Do you have a big concern right now on realignment? Like Where do you want this all to go? Yeah, the concerning thing is the SEC and the Big Ten just get overly greedy where Big 12, Pac-12, ACC don't mean anything. We already know these other conferences that aren't Power 5, are they're just kind of struggling to you know hang around. And once the playoff comes, we know that they have that one mid-major team eligible to get in when the 12-team playoffs come. But, yeah, I, that's the one thing I'm afraid of. I mean, with – USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten, that really put the Pac-12 in a hole. And now, knowing that these TV deals that are going to come up, why would you want to, if you're an Amazon or ESPN, and that L.A. market is gone now. That was a huge market. And think about how late these games go for the Pac-12 anyway. Right. And think about the SEC and the Big Ten. They're three hours ahead. So yep, you get to play Central Time Zone, Eastern Time Zone. You they got it, it covered. Yeah. They, they they got it covered, and now they just plucked USC and UCLA. So the Pac-12, you know, they're banking on Oregon, Washington, and those guys are looking at the Big Ten like, um, oh, geez. what kind of money y'all trying to throw at us? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So for the Colorados, Utahs, Arizona, Arizona States. Where do y'all go? Because y'all aren't necessarily wanted. It's just kind of what those two schools I just mentioned, Oregon and Washington, what are they going to do, which is going to trickle down to what Arizona, Utah, Arizona State, and Colorado do. But we know Dion's there. Maybe that will have Amazon, you know, say, okay, there might be some money in investing in y'all. There might be, you know, it might be worth it. Yeah. If y'all got a Deion Sanders, but we, we know schools like Cal Berkeley and Stanford, those for academic reasons, cool, but they don't push the needle, no. Okay, so this is an old man asking this question, but when you say Amazon, are we talking about an entire Power 5 supposed conference streaming? Or does Amazon have a relationship I don't know? Do they have a network relationship I'm not thinking of? No. 
So if they, and it would be like what we see with the NFL Thursday nights. Okay, but then those games sometimes are also on like an NFL Network yeah, or CBS, it, right? So right. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if there's a, rela- a a side relationship that would still put that on my television because I am the old man that I would rather watch on my TV than go find a streaming service. Right. I will. Do I have the streaming services? Yes. I can get to it eventually if it's an important enough game, but I don't know how that would necessarily work. So in the next few months, maybe, we get to, to maybe find out about their deal. The Big 12 deal was pretty good. About $30 million a team is what they're theorizing. But this is the Pac-12 with 10 teams, correct? This is going to be the new version. No USC, UCLA. It's those other 10 teams. They have not said they're adding anybody for sure. And what money can they get? Those 10. Oregon, Washington, and then go down the line. Yeah. Well, Washington and Oregon, they're not going to make a long-term deal anyway. Like, there are five might be the max for them, depending on if Pac-12 could find one of these TV deals to make it worth their while. That's why they're looking over at the Big Ten and all of these conferences that we know and love are about to become extinct. So, yeah, it's it's weird. It's a really weird thing. Like, I would never have thought UCLA and USC would go Big Ten. That still doesn't make sense to me. Like, USC versus Rutgers at Rutgers. In New Jersey, classic. what the hell's that going to look? Like? You said classic? classic Big Ten football, USC at Rutgers, <laughs> UCLA, Maryland. Yeah, oh, you know, like Matt Liner looks like he would have gotten frostbite in sixty degree weather. Ooh, yeah, which is a big part of the reason why his career didn't last long. Trust me, big noon kickoff ain't going to Rutgers. <laughs> ain't going That's to not, Rutgers. That off. is not happening. That hadn't happened him yet, anyway. Um, well, this texter says the goal is to eliminate the NCAA with two or three giant conferences and self-govern. Okay. If that's the goal, I have a follow-up question. What about the expanded playoff? The expanded playoff is an agreement between 10 conferences. 10 of them. Chancellors, presidents, they are the ones that got this together. There's 10 of them. Meaning if I'm a member of the ACK or the MAC or whatever, you're telling me that if my conference champion is the next highest ranked team after the Power Five, I get in to your expanded playoff. Or if I am a wild card team, in fact, and or if I'm a wild card team, I get into your expanded playoff. If you start ripping everything apart, do you have anything left for this expanded playoff? I'm a little I'm a little confused. I'm excited about the expanded playoff. Now I'm watching parts of it rip themselves apart, so I'm confused. Yeah. So I'm just trying to make sure we're we're kind of having the same discussion here cuz I hear these things about there's going to in one day there'll just be four conferences. Well, you know, one day there's just going to be two. Hang on, the agreement is with 10. 10. So what are you going to tell the presidents and chancellors of all those other conferences? Just eventually y'all are going to turn to them and say, by the way, no more NCAA, peace. We're out. We're going to go do our own thing. Is that what you want? They're going to start telling the smaller conferences, hey, y'all better play the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Texases. Y'all better play the Ohio States if y'all want to still be up even though y'all might not be making the money or playing those teams on a regular basis, y'all better put those games in y'all schedule yeah. early on. Yeah. And then it goes back to those big Power 5 teams. They ain't going to want to play the best teams of I was about to the say, smaller schools. You need to turn that argument around, too. Yeah, you need to say to Bama, Georgia, te- not Texas so much, they've done it. You need to say to those big dogs, hey, 
You got to play Cincinnati. Yeah. You got to play Memphis. You got to make sure you schedule Louisville. Now, Louisville's in a big time conference, but you know what I mean. You can't be afraid to do that. And at some point, they may want to put someone in charge of scheduling and, and figure all that stuff out. Uh, but let us know where you are today, uh, especially you go, we have a lot of Longhorn fans, obviously, that are listening. Are you just sitting and you're chilled out and you're fine and whatever happens, happens and you're in the SEC? Or are you concerned about where all this is about to go with the Pac-12? Because I'll be sad, Zay, if I watch Oregon and Washington go Big Ten because I think that's – I mean, I think we already might be too far, but I think the big uh, – back to your first statement. I think the SEC and the Big Ten need to stop. They got to stop at 16. Like, how much is too much? How much is enough? Stop. What are you doing? To both of them, I would say, you just got that brand and that brand, and it's not enough? You, you just got them and them, and it's not enough? Nope. When's it going to be enough? 20? 25? What are you gonna do? Have a 30-team conference? Where are we going? Yo, if you hear the Pac-12 is which they did go down to SMU to try to pluck them, you're in desperate times. Well, we gotta talk about that. You're now. in some Good serious Lord. desperate times. SMU? SMU. SMU. Pony Express. Old school Southwest Conference. Eric Dickerson, let's go. Hey, they got a West Coast connection right there. Eric Dickerson played at SMU and then the Rams. Ba boom. Yeah, that, there we go. Wait, they don't have an LA team anymore. All right, I'll, I'll figure it out. We gotta fi- <laughs> we'll figure out another connection. We'll figure out something else. Let us know what you think, college football fans. The Pac-12 in discussions. And again, it's a Pete Thamel article uh, that's out there right now. I've had a chance to read through some of it. I, it's a long, good long article, so I want to take my time on it. But some interesting stuff has been brought up, including that SMU thing. We'll get to that. Also up next, Zay's got the right call segment for you. We'll break down Texas and Iowa State as the Longhorns have another big conference matchup tonight. Coming up in the crowd bag oh there's another league that would like your attention starting this weekend i'll tell you about them coming up on the horn when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply It's called Fly Me Courageous. Yes? Correct. Oh, man. Mother America has really... It's weird how it sticks in your head, but I'm not coming up with it. Hang on. Um, um, Fly Me Courageous. This isn't Enough's Enough, is it? Nah. Damn it. All right, tell me. 1990. Driving 
in crime. That's it. See, I wasn't going to come up with it. I wasn't going to come up with it. I can see it now. Driving and crying. This was, yeah, it's like one hit they had. <laughs> Shout out to you Enough's Enough fans for that guess. Yeah, I know I was wrong. That's fly, that was Fly High Michelle was, was Enough's Enough. That's all I had. Driving and crying. What a weird name for a band. I forgot about that. Yeah, it probably didn't help their success much, huh? Fly me courageous. There's a lot of magical things about music, but that's the stuff that freaks me out. I haven't heard that song in however many years, and I knew it. Like I knew the ver- I knew the way it was playing out. That little Mother yeah. America, house food and deep. I remember that, but I haven't heard that song probably in twenty years. That's how they get you. That's crazy. All right, driving and crying gets us started today. If you're doing some driving with or without the crying, get yourself down to Buda tonight. Check out Rod and Harge and Aaron Hogan and the Horn Crew down at Mudbugs in Buda for a Mardi Gras celebration. The weather's going to be great. You can come enjoy some live music. I hear they're going to fire up some Zydeco. Jeff Hayes, uh, the Jeff Hayes Trio and Gumbo Yaya are going to be playing. Speaking of great band names, drink specials uh, on some select Cajun cocktails and some King's Cake down there as well. That's 306 Main Street in Buda. Check out the details at hornfm.com. Lots of good texts rolling in on the Specs text line, 337-3776. We'll get back to that college football discussion uh, coming up here. If you want to throw in on it, where are you on college football expansion? Do you want more in the SEC and the Big Ten? And do you just want those to be the only conferences? Or do you want the other conferences to be a part of it as well and do the expanded playoff and maybe calm some of this discussion down? Pac-12's TV deal could be really big if they can announce something decent in the next few weeks. We will keep an eye on that. Right now, though, we are keeping our eye on these Texas Longhorns. The basketball team back at home. I say back at home. They were at the Moody Center last game. Barely got by Oklahoma. Now, Iowa State comes to town. It's an 8 o'clock tip. Let's get you the right call segment. Zay, Longhorns looking to get a split because Iowa State beat them up there. That's right, Chad. The Right Call segment brought to you by SyntexTickets.com. I know you hear Bucky Gobble all the time on these airways. Hey, Shelby, get them to me and get them to me quick. Go to SyntexTickets.com for your sports tickets, concerts, theater, and stand-up. They got it all on SyntexTickets.com. Yeah, Chad, tonight, man, it's just the start of this really difficult four-game winning streak. I said a couple of weeks ago when the Horns went on that three-game or four-game streak, I mean, but I said a couple weeks ago when the Horns had these three straight games of West Virginia, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma, if you want to get a number one seed, all three of those are must-wins. So we saw what happened. The Horns went 2-1, and one, barely scraped by Oklahoma, lost to Texas Tech, and blew out West Virginia. Well, now, with what Kansas is doing and how they're starting to get hot and starting to roll, these four games are huge. And it starts tonight against Iowa State, the team that you got punked by at Hilton Coliseum. Point blank period on that uh, January, what was it, 17th battle, you know, it was an 11-point win, 78-67, to 67, and the difference was Horn shot 23% from three, while Iowa State shot 37%, going 9 for 24. And it wasn't just, you know, that differential there. It was more of the timely threes 
that Iowa State hit. Mm-hmm. Gabe Coucher, he hit some huge shots, had 16 points in that game. Dirty-ass Caleb Grill, who might not play uh, tonight because he was hurt. He has going through some back problems, so he didn't play on Saturday's game against Kansas State, but he had 17 himself and really stretched the floor for them. So, you know, Holmes dominated that game. Him and Lipsy, they kind of switched off at that point guard spot. But Iowa State, they got back one of their big men and um, Azuks Kunt. Yeah. So okay. that dude, 6'9", he could shoot it. So there's somebody that wasn't playing in the first game. He's back tonight. He's back. Oh, he's okay. only played five games this year. He's about 6'9". When they put him and Osunei out there together, they're long and they're big. They're making it very difficult to shoot over against Kansas State. They were leading the game, had a lot, you know, had it under control. They were up by eight going into halftime, and then Kansas State, they put it on them. Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson, they started hooping in that second half. So Iowa State, they went to this 1-3-1 trap that didn't work in the second half. Shout out to Jerome Tang for making the adjustments. But if they go to that, then the Horns, they got to do a good job of not ball stopping. Like Timmy Allen against Oklahoma, him holding on to the ball, getting five-second counts, that's unacceptable. You got to make a move. You got, you know, that for somebody to play as long as you have, Timmy Allen coming from Utah to Texas and basically being a super senior and stuff, like the, things like that can't happen. And I think what Mark Adams did in that Texas Tech game really showed some flaws that Texas has offensively to where I was talking to my man Patrick Davis, producer for Ball Don't Lie and host of Instant Serious outside. He made a great point. You double team Marcus Carr. Other guys got to really step up and make some plays. And Serge Abari Rice, he's done a good job of that. But after that, who next? You know, we know Timmy Allen could be inconsistent at times. And if he's not getting to the cup or if he's not shooting that mid-range jumper, then he could be a a problem too, not in a good way. The freshmen, they've been struggling as of late. Dylan Mitchell, where's he been? Like he has a basically missing sign on the milk carton box the way that he's been uh, as of late. And he had a really good game uh, um, a few weeks ago. So just the consistency with everybody. Like Christian Bishop, he hasn't played well really since Kansas State. Dylan DeSue was good against Oklahoma. So was Brock Cunningham. You just want everybody to be clicking this time of the year. It's right. kind of just sometimes it's Brock. Sometimes it's the Sioux. Sometimes it's uh, Christian Bishop. It's not everybody as a whole. You saw everybody as a whole against West Virginia. And, again, it's the Big 12. Everybody's so good, they're going to exploit your flaws. That's just what it is. You know, you're going to have your droughts. But with Texas sitting at a number two seed and all the bracketologies right now, that's a cool spot. But tonight you, you want to get that number one seed, which I still think it's at reach. You know, you still got Kansas at the end of the year. We know you got to beat uh, Iowa State tonight. You got to beat Baylor Saturday and then TCU next week. I know that's tough and that's a lot. It's easier said than done, but you want to get a number one seed and put yourself in the best position possible to make a deep run in March. You got to win games like tonight against the number 19th team or 23rd team now, Iowa State Cyclones. Iowa State trying to prove they can play on the road better than they have at home. They've been great at home at times, they haven't been terrific on the road. For you, Talking about the other team, if you were the other team right now against Texas, would you double car and see who else wants to play, or would you attack it differently? I would see. It depends on if Marcus Carr gets going early. Okay. Serge Barry Rice, he's been killing. Like You can't leave him open. You can't allow him to get his pump fake going. If you slow Serge Barry Rice down, I think that's 
a well, bigger issue, him struggling, than Marcus Carr. Because Marcus Carr, he's going to keep shooting regardless. It's interesting you say that. I look at this box score from Ames, and to me, Texas will lose every game that ends up like this. Marcus Carr with 11, but he doesn't lead you in scoring. Jabari, uh, Jabari Rice had two, it was two of seven shooting. He had six points. Yeah, 26 S- minutes. Six, right, in 26 minutes. Timmy Allen, nine points, two of five shooting. Christian Bishop led them off the bench with 12. It's brutal. If you put those things together, I don't think Texas beats anybody, just about anybody they play. It's just a bad combination. I'm interested to see how those guys play tonight. It always starts with Carr, and ter- to me, in terms of watching this team, but then it immediately goes to, you mentioned Timmy Allen, not playing slow, keeping yeah. things moving, and then the the X factor for this team has become Rice. Rice cannot have yeah. that kind of game tonight on at home like he did at Iowa State. Yeah, and you know, it's starting to be a broken record too. It's kind of becoming annoying how much we talk about it because I feel like when we talk about this team, it has to come up. Tyrese Hunter's struggles are still a huge issue. Yeah. Like this is the game that he should really take prideful in because he came from Ames. He was with TJ Otzenberger last year for the Cyclones and was really good for them, better than, right. than he was with us. I yeah. mean, those two games for uh, against Creighton and Gonzaga, that was a hot minute ago. That was a long-ass time ago. That feels like a long time ago, yeah. And then that, the best game that you've had since then, Kansas State, we lost Yeah, when they yeah. put up 116 and he had around 28-29. So he was bad at Iowa State, too. Yeah, he was yeah. horrible at Iowa State. He wasn't very good against Oklahoma, hit a huge free throw, and if, oh boy, uh, uh, Godwin didn't miss that smoke, that gimme, then they would have went into a second overtime, and who knows what would have happened there. So, yeah, just if Tyrese Hunter's going to keep giving you 29 minutes a game but give you the lack of production – that he's putting out there, uh, Texas could lose in the first week easily in the tournament. And yeah. that sucks. That that really sucks because just with all this team has gone through, like, you know, anybody can win this year. Anybody. Even though we see Kansas kind of separating themselves from guys, they still could be beat. They right. still could get got. But the key part there is back to the way Kansas looked last night is if you're a Texas fan, you're watching your team throw inconsistency out there. We've had fans texting us the last week or so about it's just inconsistent basketball. You've mentioned it. It's dumb basketball for stretches of games. But that's not what you're seeing out of Kansas right now. No. Those dudes in blue are coming together. It's all galvanizing like you were talking about earlier. They're getting key guys down the roster involved, whereas Texas is having trouble at times getting the guys at the top of the roster to be consistent. Right, right. For them, for Kansas – Everybody's focusing on Jalen Wilson, which they should. He's averaging 20 a game, will probably be Big 12 player of the year. Then it trickles down to Grady Dick. And then after that, you know, you kind of just got to live with everything else. But the live with everything else is starting to become really damn good. Dewan Harris, KJ Adams, Kevin McCuller, all those guys are stepping up. While for the Horns, when you're stopping a Serge Ibari Rice, which thank goodness he's been good, but when you're stopping a Marcus Carr, slowing them down, Serge Ibari Rice, Timmy Allen, who's next? Like, who's next? If Christian Bishop didn't come through in that Kansas State game, then they would have lost that one. But you're going to need Arterio Morris to have a game. You're going to need Dylan Mitchell to do more. And you're damn sure going to need Tyrese Hunter to do a lot. Like, I mean, even defensively, he's taking the step back. So I don't know if it's going to get any better with him. You know, at this point, it's just the games are just going to become harder and more pressure. 
So yeah, every four minute segment gets bigger yeah, and bigger and yeah, bigger. Yeah, and, yeah, and and I mean again, Tyrese Hunter, he's had some moments where he's hitting big shots, like against uh, Texas Tech. He did hit a huge three to tie the game around sixty one, and the Horns end up blowing it. But it's just again. The consistency right. just has not been there, and we're nitpicking. Like this team oh, is sit, this team's number eight. This yeah. team's sitting at number two seed. It's just when you see everybody else around the nation, you're like, God, there's no Baylor from two years ago. Right. There's no team that you're just like, man, Texas has no shot of beating them. But you just want to be nobody like that. You just want to be playing at a certain level this time of year. Right. We all know it. You, you've seen it. Uh, somebody texted, uh, in their opinion, says uh, maybe you need to bench Hunter playing too much for what he's contributing. Rather see Morris. But that's the trap that you've talked about. Because Morris hasn't given you a ton. No. He, he gave you nine minutes in aims and scored three. Yeah. There yeah. are times when he has been a little bit, Invisible, if not all the way invisible, and Dylan Mitchell. This is another one. The, the game in Ames was another one where Dylan Mitchell just wasn't there. Like one rebound and nothing else on the board uh, for him. That's the kind of you know game he can't have uh, at home tonight. You would imagine with Texas at home, Iowa State hasn't been terrific on the road, that this could be a night where Texas could get a good confidence type of win. But, Zay, that's what I thought when Oklahoma came in, too. Right, I, I thought they were going to beat OU by ten. I really did. I thought they were going to control it, beat them by ten, and move on. And it didn't happen. I was shocked that they beat West Virginia like they did a couple of weeks ago. Like every game in the Big Twelve, I expect to be a dogfight. <laughs> right, especially since you're wearing that burnt orange. It's it's going to be a little bit more different. Your fans are going to be into it mm-hmm. differently. And the three teams that are sitting in last place that you just played. I think they could all go to these other conferences and beat the top teams easily. Easily. With the coaching, like Bob Huggins. you got Bob Huggins out here at the bottom of the league. Mark Adams, guys like that at the bottom of the league. Like Porter Mosier took a team to the Final Four that had a bunch of just Matt McClung's on the squad. (laughs) If that, you know what I mean when I say that. If that, that Loyola (laughs) Chicago team, Sister Jean, how the hell he pulled that off? There's some serious coaching and talent in this league. And to go back to those freshmen, I know we got to get to break, Chad, but to go back to those freshmen, Arterio Morris and Dylan Mitchell, with the way college basketball and all college sports is, with the transfer portal and the extra COVID year and the grad years, you know, Brock Cunningham's coming back for a seventh year. Oh, boy's like 26 years old. I think it's a sixth year. Okay. I, think you, I think you keep adding every and time we're talking. Way. It feels like 13, but I think it's like six. I, yo, I feel like he's as old as Red McCombs. That's how long he's been down there. <laughs> like, R.I.P. Red. We Come miss on. you, dog. But it's just the, the freshmen, they have a hard time playing against the physicality for the full season. Like, they've hit walls. Talk about freshman wall. Dylan right. Mitchell and Arterio Morris, they've hit a wall. And it's hard to trust them right now. If you're Coach Terry, it's really hard to trust them because they feel that pressure. They know they know they're a number yeah. two seed. They know that you know they're in the mix, and they know that this is it too for Timmy Allen, Serge Barry Rice, Marcus Carr. All those guys are gone. And to whether Arterio Morris stays another year, we know Dylan Mitchell's probably going to go to the association, but yeah, that could be a lot for freshmen. It could. Not everybody's Grady Dick and Keontae George. 
That is your Right Call segment. We do it every show at 1230, right before a Texas basketball game. Texas and Iowa State tonight, that later tip, 8 o'clock, 730 pregame for you right here on the Horn. We've also got Longhorn Baseball for you. We'll set that up for you coming up. Also, in the crap bag, I will tell you about a league that apparently now has a real TV station to throw stuff on. They want you to care, but do you care? We'll talk about that. Plus, coming up at 1, back to the college football discussion, uh, including not only the future of the Pac-12, but we now know both new coordinators in Tuscaloosa. I'd missed one of them. Interesting choice, Nick. We'll get to all that coming up on the Horn. All right. While I did not have driving and crying right away, I think I have this one. This is either called Rumor or I Heard a Rumor. One of those two? Yes? I Heard a Rumor. I Heard a Rumor. And it's Bananarama? That's right. There it is. Bananarama had this one, had the cover of Venus back in the day. They were also, uh, weren't they Cruel Summer? Yeah. Wasn't that Bananarama? Yeah, They did that one too? Bananarama and Driving and Crying get us started today. I don't know that those two acts would have ever even heard of each other, much less uh, ever been on a show together. Well done, Zay. Uh, Chad and Zay with you on this Tuesday. We hope you are having a good one. Uh, We mentioned Longhorn Basketball. Of course, getting ready for this Iowa State game. If you're a Longhorn baseball fan, oh, they need your support all the time. But they really need it after starting 0-3. Get on out to the dish this afternoon. Uh, Make your excuses. Get out of work a little early. 5 o'clock on the first pitch. A&M Corpus Christi is in town. Texas starts the home schedule with 5 at the dish. They've got this one. They've got the series coming up against Indiana. And then they've got a little old team called LSU coming in for a Tuesday game. That ain't nothing. Bounce back game tonight. Starts tonight. There you go. Let's get back to Omaha. It's baseball. It's a, we- it's a weird game. It's yeah. a crazy game. You never know how it's going to go. Yeah. Coach Pierce going to get them back right. Got to get it figured out. That's They're young. Plenty of time. Yeah, and if you remember in breaking this team down and talking to some people who follow them, the word patience has been used so much. It's like you lose so much talent. So many guys. You're going with a freshman at first. You're going with a freshman at third. Younger guys moving around on the infield. Got to take a breath. Got to give them a chance. And like I heard Harge talking about yesterday, some of those balls that you know are getting through early on on the young guys, they're going to be getting those very quickly. Yeah. They're going to figure some stuff out. So you got to give them a chance to do it. You're a freshman coming in to the most historic college baseball franchise in the nation, and your first few games are at a pro field. Mm-hmm. Against SEC teams, against SEC teams, pretty good ones too. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It's a, it's a hell. It is a baptism by fire. Yeah, immediately. So Texas baseball at five, Texas basketball at eight, and both at home. So if you want to go check out both, hit the dish for a little baseball. Get over to the mood if you haven't been over there to see that atmosphere. They are packing them in there with a great atmosphere, and I'm sure it'll be good tonight. Showing Iowa State what a good home atmosphere can be. We know they've got one, uh, and they beat Texas there. We'll see if Texas can even it up 
tonight. More on college football coming up. We're getting some good texts in, even though I don't want what's in these texts to all come true. We're asking you your opinion. Where do you want college football to go? What's next in realignment for you if you're a Texas fan or whoever your team is? Specs text line 337-3776. This one says, as conferences dissolve as they were when the deal was made, so will the CFP deal. Oof. That sounds a little scary to me, but I get I get what you're saying. If that's kind of where you want it to head, let us know. Uh, all right, let's get you a quick crap bag. There's another league trying to get started this well restarted this week, and they want your attention. But will they get it? Let's get into it here. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just. Think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. All right, so I'm reading, I saw a little blurb today about a couple guys that have been added to the Live Golf League, all right? I have not watched a second of Live Golf. Zay, have you watched any of it? No. Not one second? Not one. One of the reasons for that, at least for me, because I'm the old old guy here, I'm 48 years old and I'm not super tech savvy, it's all apparently been on YouTube. Not YouTube TV, like YouTube. Like you got to go online to dig it up and find it. I have not done that yet. They're about to start their second season. They start in Mexico this week. And if you don't know, they pride themselves on... Uh, less rounds. They play three rounds, 54 holes. They don't have cuts. They uh, they do shotgun starts, and they have a team format. I can't explain it to you because, again, I haven't watched a second of it. But they've got names like Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, Hendrick Stenson, by, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, Sergio Garcia, Bubba Watson, Brooks Kepka, and some others you know. So if you're even kind of a golf fan, you know some of these names, but are you watching? Are you checking it out? For all you old folks like me, I have read a story and have done a little research that apparently there's a deal between them and the CW, that network. Old school UPN. There you go. Yo. The CW. Is that where? I used to watch all them OG black shows like the Parkers. Uh, I was gonna ask you. I was gonna Moesha, ask. I was gonna ask you if Brandy is that where Sister Sister was back in the day? I don't think that's where Sister Sister was. No, okay. I well, think they're more Disney people. What about Martin? I don't think that's Martin. Either. I think that Martin been, was Fox. Martin was Fox. Yeah. Then, okay. <laughs> so CW. I'll admit it's not a it's not a, a a channel that I remember watching a lot over like the years. Eve had a show on CW. Oh, I do like Eve. Eve looked Eve good on that fantastic. show. Fantastic. Yeah. So the CW. I went to my. Uh, guide today on Spectrum, and I couldn't find it. So if you're a Spectrum customer like me, please tell me where the CW is, because I don't know. So I'm seeing the CW, but I'm also seeing a little detail of it could be like a CW stream of some sort. See, if you tell me I'm going to have to stream it, again, I don't know if I'm going to get there. But Live Golf is coming up. Do you care? Are you watching? Have you watched? For those of you that have seen it a little bit, is it interesting? Like, somebody says, does The Rock promote Live Golf? No, no, that's the XFL. <laughs> this isn't the No, it's not that. Not that. Oh, wait, The Rock. Do you mean The Rock from the TV show, Rock? Because I watched Rock back in the day. Was that on CW? What the hell is Rock? Rock with, uh, what's, I can't remember the actor's name. I think it was just called Rock, wasn't it? Anyway. Everybody Hates Chris was on the CB, uh, CW, which was about Chris Rock. Somebody texted Supernatural. Uh, any, live, any chance Liv takes over... The ACC after this year for the Dell match play. 
Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. Takes over huh. Austin Country Club after this year for Dell Match Play. I have no idea. Somebody says it's on the bunny ears. <laughs> you got to go rabbit ears for CW. I don't know if it's out there. All right, well, let's go through the CW history of their greatest shows. Okay. Just to give you a little, and the people, nostalgia, memory lane type stuff. Okay. Beck, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, see, there you go. Didn't watch the show, but I know a lot of people did. <sighs> yeah, Sarah Michelle Geller. Yep. Good stuff. She's nice, yep. Veronica Mars. Okay. Starring, what's her name? Christian Bell. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah Christian Bell. Love G- her. Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls was big. Okay. Well, I can see you being in the Gilmore Girls. I never watched Gilmore Girls. I can see why you would say that. <laughs> I. Never watched I mean, it, though. I, I feel like you and Monkey kind of have that type of relationship, even though it was well, mom and daughter. Was, but, you know. was CW like a Dawson's Creek, too, or was that a different network? Ah, uh, that sounds, yep, Dawson's Creek. There we You're go, right. there we go. Now, I didn't watch Dawson's Creek, but Katie Holmes, I mean, that's a young yeah, CW, Katie WB. Holmes. Isn't that also Jennifer Love Hewitt? Was she in that show? Or she Dawson's was in, Creek? Maybe she was in a different show. She had a birthday today, we'll mention at some point. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little later. JLH with a birthday. Uh, So, yeah, I don't know that I'm going to be checking it out, but if I can find the CW, I may tune in. You can find it. Because I'll admit, of these guys, I like watching, I'll watch Phil, Dustin Johnson, Dustin and uh, Bryson DeChambeau, I watch just because of how powerful they are off the tee. Those guys can absolutely smash the ball. I'll tune in to watch a drive or two of those two. Who does Bryson DeChambeau have beef with again? Uh, Bryson had beef with it was Dustin Johnson, I think, wasn't it? Was and now it they're really? both. And now they're both in live. Maybe it wasn't, or maybe it was a PGA guy that I'm not remembering. Patrick been a PGA guy. Patrick Reed is in this league. If you love to love or hate him, Ian Poulter. So there's names you know. I'm reading they're getting some of these. Brooks Kepka. Yes, yes, yes. And Brooks is in the league. Brooks, you're right. Brooks and Bryson are the ones that don't like each other. Yeah. And they're both in this league. So I don't know if they've had them like fight to the death on a green yet, but they should. Okay. Then I'll watch. If if they give me those guys in a cage on the 18th, <laughs> in the cage. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, they have te- these team names like Ironheads and Crushers and Aces and Smash and Fireballs. I'm not lying. Bubba Watson's team is called the Range Goats. Couldn't make that up if I tried. <laughs> Range Goats GC is what they're called. So there you go. Live Golf back this Friday. They are starting in Mexico. And if I'm hearing correctly, there are Live Golfers that are going to be able to play in the Masters. Oh, okay. I think. I don't know if every one of them gets to play in the Masters. Y'all can clarify on that if you know what, what the deal is. Apparently, there's some of those live golfers get to play at the Masters. And uh, so that that would be cool. If we can get at least have some of these names show up at the majors, that would help out. But I don't think it's all of them. I don't think it's all the biggest names. Like I don't think Dustin and Phil and Kepka get to play in the Masters automatically. Y'all can let me know if I'm if wrong If you've wrong won on the that. Masters, you deserve to be able to come back. Like for Phil... Even though he's in live golf, the fact that he has a few green jackets, he deserves to be able to go back to Augusta. I would agree with you that that should take precedent over everything. Yeah. Because the whole point of winning the Masters is lifetime exemption. For sure. Like Ben Crenshaw, having been a Masters champion, Ben can go back and play that tournament whenever he wants. Whenever every he year. Want. Because he won it. That's it. I agree with you. That And that should be live PGA. Nobody decides that except Augusta. Right. And Augusta says, Phil, you won. Come back. I don't know if that's still in place. 
but I hope it is. Yeah. Because he should be able to go play. Um, so we'll get into uh, – we'll, well, I say we'll get into that. I'm not saying I'll get into that. I'm just letting you know it's there. Uh, Live Golf returning this week. You can let us know if you care and tell me if you've seen it and if it's any good. Up next, we know who Nick Saban is going to turn to to call his offensive plays now. Is he taking a step back into the past to do it? We'll get into that. Plus college football's future, the Pac-12 trying to put together a TV deal, but some fans just want them to go away. We'll get back into that next on The Horn.